a summary of the Sikha. About the Posik at the end after Kriyas Yamsuf, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu Vayasa Moshe as Yisrael Yamsuf, he uh, forced them to leave Yamsuf. So the, the Medish says, why did he have to force them? What is it, why does it say Vayasa rather than the Yidden traveled away? Because he had to drive them away. They were so busy collecting the spoils of the Egyptians that had drowned in Yamsuf. They came with all their gold and silver and they were collecting it. So you had to drive them away. It's time to go to Har Sinai. As we know that there was more spoils, there was even more wealth at the sea that they collected at the sea than they took from Mitzrayim itself. So you have to understand about this. The Yidna had just been exposed to the greatest revelation of Hashem even an ordinary maidservant was able to see a greater revelation of godliness than later prophets and the Yidden were able to point this is my God and I will um, exalt him so what is that in other words that they were able to point with their finger to say this is him he's right there in front of their face after this kind of a revelation they're still preoccupied with collecting gold and silver and also they knew that where were they going after Mitzrayim Hashem had told Moshe that they're going to serve Hashem on Har Sinai they're on their way to Har Sinai and not only that they were counting down the days which is of course where we have the mitzvah of Svirus Oimer to count down the days from Pesach till Shavuos so they were looking forward to it including that day which they were now in the seventh, the sixth day of Pesach or the seventh day of Pesach that they had to they were also looking forward to it. So why are they now suddenly busy with this and not moving forward to go? And Moshe has to force them to leave. Therefore we have to say that for some reason they felt that them collecting the uh, spoils at the sea was what Hashem wanted them to do. They were doing something that Hashem instructed. And that's why they found it difficult to move on. Which explains also, there's two explanations about why Moshe Rabbeinu had to force them to leave. One is the one that we said they were collecting the gold and silver. The other one is that since they had just had such a great revelation at this place, they didn't want to leave that place because of the, 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 the uh, holiness of the place. They were so connected to it, they didn't want to leave. Now we can understand why the two are together. They're not opposite explanations, they are the same explanation because they felt that they were doing a mitzvah by collecting gold, that's why they wanted to stay, so it works well with the other explanation. So one of the explanations is, when the Hashem told Yidin that they're going to go out of Mitzrayim, and He said, before you leave, everyone should borrow from their neighbors and friends and so on, gold and silver, and the, that they would leave with great wealth. And he said, When as Mitzrayim, you shall empty Mitzrayim, leave nothing there. So the Yidden thought to themselves, here they thought that they had emptied all the wealth from Mitzrayim. Now they come at the sea and they see that there's so much more. They haven't done the job at all. They haven't finished the job at all. So they got busy with fulfilling that mitzvah of collecting all the gold and silver as Hashem had commanded. And although it's true that shouldn't they be moving towards Matan Teireh, but Matan Torah, Hashem didn't say when Matan Torah is going to be. He didn't command them to go to Matan Torah, but He did command them to empty Mitzrayim. So that's the first order of business. That they have to do. That they have a mitzvah to do. When they should arrive at Matan Torah, when they're finished with the mitzvah that Hashem told them to do. 
but we still have to understand since Moshe Rabbeinu came and told them that, uh, that it's time to go meaning that Hashem had told them that it's time to go so then what's the, if Hashem said to go then they have to go why are they still be busy with collecting the, the gold and silver so the explanation is that they thought here is a mitzvah which is a one time thing if they leave the Egyptians now they'll never come back they'll never be able to finish this mitzvah when a mitzvah when you have a mitzvah which once it's over it's over you have no opportunity to do it again so that overrides the study of Torah so therefore logically speaking they should be remaining over here they should be remaining with collecting the gold and silver then when they're finished then they'll go to, to uh, Matan Torah but Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them that it's time to leave so yes okay so they have to accept that they have no choice but to accept that but they understand it as this should be this is what they should be busy with collecting the gold and silver if Moshe Rabbeinu says Hashem said otherwise of course they're going to do that but that goes against everything that they understand should be done now and that's the meaning of he had to force them to leave not that they were not going to listen to Hashem's command but that it didn't make sense to them it didn't, uh, they thought differently and therefore they went against their will that's the meaning of it which explains also the general question the Yidden were already fabulously wealthy at that time the Gemara says that every Yid had nine, no less than 90 donkeys loaded with gold and silver so now they're going to collect even more gold and silver the question is what are they collecting it for what are they going to do with all this wealth they're going to be traveling through the desert which doesn't, there's nobody to speak to there's nobody to meet there's nowhere to spend it why are they so preoccupied about it? And even though it's, it might be true that the Yidden at that time didn't think that they were going to be wandering for 40 years in the desert, they thought they were going straight to Eretz Yisrael, and that's where they're going to be forever. If, the, if that plan had, if Moshe Rabbeinu had brought them in immediately to Eretz Yisrael, it would have been the Geula Ashlema, that would have been the final Geula with no Golas ever again. So therefore they, you know, they're going to be living in Israel, but still the preoccupation after all these miracles and revelations seems excessive but now we can understand it wasn't that they wanted money it wasn't that they needed more money but the Abish just said that this is what they need to do so they did it they don't need it they don't want the money but Hashem said to do it so they did it in fact because Hashem revealed themselves to them at, at the Kriyas Yamsov they were so motivated to do a mitzvah the way Hashem said it to its perfection that they were completely invested into collecting all the wealth of Mitzrayim and its Saltim as Mitzrayim because that's the mitzvah and they were totally motivated so they were totally into collecting the gold and silver and according to the explanation of Chassidus about what does it mean when it's Saltim as Mitzrayim that it's not just about emptying the wealth of Mitzrayim but it was also that the wealth of Mitzrayim had with it like everything in the world around us has sparks of holiness invested into it and the Yidden, Hashem wanted the Yidden to empty out Mitzrayim to take every last spark of holiness with them nothing should remain there in other words Mitzrayim has to be completely emptied from any holiness everything has to be taken we have to elevate all of the gold and silver of Mitzrayim bring it to a level where it belongs to a Yid and therefore can now be elevated to a higher level and the same would be of course true for the wealth at the sea and that's why they were completely invested into it with every fiber of their being 
to be to fulfill the uh, elevation of the world which is ultimately the most fundamental avayda that you have, which is to transform the world into a holy place. And that's the meaning of that he forced them, he had to force them away from there. Not that they weren't happy and joyful to do the new mitzvah of Hashem. Of course they wanted to go. But, since they were so completely invested into this mitzvah, into this avayda, with all of their being, and now Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, it's time to stop, now we're moving on to the next Avaida. They felt it difficult to, transfer, to, to move from one Avaida, which they're totally invested into, to a whole new Avaida, which has to, be, uh, has to be embraced at this point. And yes, they understood that they need to do it. And in fact, the whole idea, just as we know, that when that matzah is a very very holy mitzvah it strengthens your faith if you eat matzah it strengthens your faith but that's only if you eat matzah in the eight days of Pesach but if you eat matzah on Shavuos it doesn't do anything to strengthen your faith because the mitzvah is only limited to the time in which Hashem makes it work that way so now that Hashem said it's time to move on from v'nitzaltem es mitzrayim to the new avayda of going to matan they understood of course that now no longer are they ele- able to elevate the sparks of that, of those of that gold and silver. That's, that, that's over. So they understood that, but it was still difficult for them to tear themselves away and into a new avayda. That's the lesson to us as well. When a person is involved in avayda, you have to be involved in that with every fiber of your being. You have to put every chayas, every talent, everything that you have has to go into that avayda. But then when it's time to switch Avedas, if a Rebbe says, let's say, that now it's time to do something new, a, do, a new mission, so then you have to be able to do something which is very contradictory. You are completely invested into one Aveda, you have to drop that and now move into the new Aveda with the same highest that you had until now. It's difficult to tear yourself away from something that you're so invested into. And it's also difficult to invest everything into the new Aveda. But that's what this lesson teaches. And for instance, as a, as a person that studies in yeshiva all day, that he's completely dedicated to learning of Torah. But you can't be, he has to also help another Yid. You have to know that there is other Yidin that need your help. And anyone that says that Torah, he has only Torah, doesn't have Torah either. And therefore, he's willing to do help another year to do gemilus chasadim. But do I have to invest myself into that? I'm much better off in the yeshiva, surrounded by holiness. Why do I have to go out to the far reaches of the world to find a year over there? That's not my uh, kind of avodah. So no, this teaches that when you're going out, when you're doing that, you have to be completely invested into it. Not like something that is foreign to you. That has to be where you are. And the same is true for somebody that is, goes out there, that works in the world, and you have to set aside time for learning Torah. When you're learning Torah, you have to be completely invested into that learning of Torah, just like a guy that sits and learns Torah all day. You have to be able to tr- go away from the regular Aveda into this current Aveda that you're doing now. We know this because if it's true, that just to elevate the sparks of uh, holiness from the gold and silver the Yidin had to found it so difficult to tear themselves away from it how much more so when we're talking about helping another Yid elevating another Yid and uh, so now a person says you know I've already done so many I was Makar of many Yidin I put on film with many Yidin 
it's time for me to go and do another Aveda, I'll, maybe I'll, uh, I'll start learning more if this, it was true that the Yidin found it difficult to tear themselves away from gold and silver because of the holiness, how much more so from a Yid, unless a Rebbe tells you that now it's time for you to do another Aveda, then you can move on, but otherwise every Yid is an, if there's still one Yid left to be Makara that you could reach and every Yid is a whole world as we know that every person is a whole world Adam Arishan and Noyach they, they gave birth to a whole world from them came so when you are Makara of one Yid even it's being Makara of an entire world and not only that every person that you are Makara of could also turn into somebody that should be Makara of other people therefore you have to remain with that and continue to do it there's no going away from it